Hey, you're back. Well, then I welcome you to the Dipped in Butter program with Pat and Wes. Get your dumb ass on this fucking horse so we can take this picture. And the best lines are right here with a podcast release each and every Tuesday. Jump straight into the thing because if you get any of this, nah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. Respect, so I'll make sure uh, all clear on that one. I'll make sure all, right, we- all clear. <laughs> I think welcome to the dipped in butter program. Good morning. Good evening. Happy Tuesday. Happy Thursday. Uh, welcome to pod day, man. This is the number one mixtape podcast out there on the internet. Uh, across from me. That's my, are we at that part yet? I'm so off across from me. That's my guy. That's your guy. That's Wes with no T that's forever young 89. That's a motherfucking goddamn glue around here. Downstairs. They call him new daddy to us. He's our editor-in-chief, producer extraordinaire, my motherfucking friend, the guy that I like to talk to once every seven days or so. Uh, the guy that helps me run this motherfucking company around here, the guy that I am proud to call my light scan friend. What's going on? Here guy? we go with the we're keeping the light skin thing alive. I see. It's it's okay. I accept. I accept. I mean, I'm here to play my part in the war, bro. I'm telling you, I won't. I won't wave the <laughs> white flag. I definitely won't be that pussy on the light skin side. But I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do what I need to do in order to keep this shit up. Um, and keeping this shit up, um, is certainly my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the United States. That is cat a K with two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch my man over at YouTube.com/slash Dipped in Butter Program, where old shit is old shit, new shit is new shit. So find out where you want to live and be there. The new shit is right here each and every Tuesday, wherever podcasts are placed. On the Dipped and Butter program, uh, because that's where we do this motherfucking thing. He's the host and the creator of this goddamn ship that we captain each and every motherfucking week. Um, Slim Jim, GYM, if you know, Big Money, out in San Fran. And why am I blanking on the uh, other location in Chicago? How can where I ever forget? I? It doesn't matter yet because you Chicago. just make money yeah. now. It don't even motherfucking matter. Um, but my nigga and yours. I keep eating these cookies. Yeah. I'm going to be real big money soon. <laughs> I keep eating donuts and shit on the weekend. I'm going to be back big money. Big back. Big, big back big money. Big back real money. Soon. Well, what's popping? I yeah, guess. it's going to be that. I'll tell you what's not popping, bro. I came here to complain and rant today. Okay. And I don't know if I'm telling you this or if I'm telling the audience this or if I'm telling the algorithms this or all three of y'all at once. But let me just make a definitive statement right here at the top of the podcast. And I don't know if you'll care about this, but we can go, you know, do like we do and go off track. But let me say this definitively right now in October, Scarlet is trash. I don't know if YouTube wants me to. I always hear about this industry plant word and I almost never believe it. And I know that's real hot this week because Kanye has been on record saying some weird shit about Cardi B mm-hmm. and everybody's all confused. Like, we thought you liked Cardi B. And then, like, he's rambling in one of his I didn't take my medicine sound clips saying Cardi B is an industry plant. But Scarlet is for sure an industry plant, right? Like, this, she has been getting fed to my algorithm lately a lot, a lot. And I've clicked some of her videos like after I get fed like the little YouTube short, like oh this is Scarlett's uh mm-mm song or this is her Glizzy song, and I'll get like the twelve second clip and I'll be like okay this is corny and lame whatever y'all are trying to make me like whatever dance this is she's trying to sell us this is corny and lame, but let me not take this at face value and be discriminative towards black women. Let me go and search the song because maybe the song is fire and they're just giving me the worst parts of the song. 
every song and video I have watched with this chick are all ass. And that's including the fucking the get the fuck out of New York song that New York niggas love. When you get Busta Rhymes on your side, you're usually winning me over because I'm a big Busta Rhymes nigga. Like, I'm a big Busta Rhymes fan, pause if necessary. But, like, I'm seeing way too many popular people co-sign this brawl. And you can tell that a check has been cut. Like, it's one of those situations, whenever you see Scarlett next to somebody, the person she's standing next to, you can tell just cashed the check. Like, they just cashed the check to get paid to stand next to her and try to endorse whatever she's doing. Have you seen this chick at all on the internet? I, I have seen this chick. They definitely tried to force her on my algorithm as well, but I declined. Um, I probably declined. Um, <laughs> Good for you. The, I should have passed. That get the fuck out of New York shit was the assist. And I don't even know. Like, that's, that's, that's her best shit. Yeah, that shit, that shit is ass. the assist, right? And like <laughs> nothing about her made me want to be intrigued. Like even the Scarlet, it was like, uh, okay, you're really t- you're taking this Brandon thing kind of far, but like this is your whole yeah. makeup. You're almost like one of the pit bulls in one of DMX's photos. That's really kind of how I started looking at her after a while. And like, oh, DMX's dog can rap too. Not saying that dark skinned females, black females, or simple <laughs> dogs, or anything. People get Let's your pants. We're only ten minutes in, guys. I'm not doing that this soon in the episode. Fast forward a couple times, and I promise you, we might get there. Um, but like that shit just is not appealing to my ear. Like. As as big as a mecca of New York rap is, like that's not my favorite uh, voice or style of rapping out here in the world. So all New York rappers don't just automatically get the the green check for me that I'm gonna go ahead and listen. And that's just you know a, a famous. It's just not for me. Um, so I never mm-hmm. I never dove into it. I, again, they they tried to force it on. So I seen that she was out here with some people. Um, and I just never understood the people that she was out here with. But like you said, you could tell. They're they like, how you know her? Freshly cut the check and like people that are just like championing <laughs> her. It's like what what else do you know? What else have you seen? And like not for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like some like there is an aggressiveness that a female can carry where it's okay. But like I shouldn't yes. I shouldn't fear you like. Remy, mine, Nikki kind of got an aggressiveness that's like, oh, okay. It's borderline fear when it comes to Nikki a little bit because she crazy. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Rod Digger aggression. Yeah, like, always I, been I a Rod need Digger you to have fan. a little bit of aggression, but I still need there to be a line drawn. Like some some of you bitches is just too tough. And Scarlett, um, you know, <laughs> just strikes me as one of those bitches that's too tough. And like I couldn't imagine you having a, a single with Ja Rule or anybody who might put a melody on your songs. So like, how are you ever gonna make it out here? I don't know who ordered the female <laughs> MOP. Like, who yeah, who like, saw MOP's Andy up and was like, or it's we like, need this, but for the girl. It's like, fam, all, all gimmicks don't work. And y'all don't have to pr- try and press all the gimmicks. Like, yo, look at her. Yeah. Her name her name is Scarlet because she got a scar on her lip. And it's a story <laughs> as to why she got that. a scar on her lip. That's and too listen, on and the like, nose. Not for nothing. Like a couple, there's been a couple clips that I say, I don't even want to say the shit is sweet, but like the girl can put words together. Like I don't, I don't think that she's terrible, but like the song, I'm not a fan of her song making. Like I'm, again, that get the fuck out of New York and get the fuck out of my iTunes. Every day <laughs> For of the sure, week, you know and you know what's so bad about get the fuck out of New York though <laughs> that 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 irked me enough to finally write it down and bring it here to you is I like the idea, I like the spirit of the song. Right? Like, if it was done by somebody else, I like the spirit of Get the Fuck Out of New York. I like the spirit of it. Because, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm talking shit about Scarlett, but I understand the need of a resurgence of New York hip-hop. And I'm here for it. Like, if New York can ever snatch the crown back and put, like, the throne back on their Timberlands, 
I'd be here for it because I'm a New York rap kind of nigga. I love Wu-Tang. So if there ever became a day where New York took it back from the South, I'd be here for that. But this ain't the way they're going to get it. Like, this just ain't the way they're going to achieve their fucking resurgence. It's not through her. Every time I see it, it makes me it makes me say like rest in peace to Pop Smoke because Lord knows if Pop mm-hmm. Smoke would have been around, like he had a lot more shit in store. It, it definitely it would have worked out, and we probably might not have never even known the baby for real, for real, like because that would have been Fifty Cent's focus, and Fifty Cent wouldn't have had no time for 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 Jonathan. So he, he I'm glad I'm glad you brought mm-hmm. up the baby because you're starting to you're forgive how this might sound. You're sniffing around the point I was about to make just now, right? Because you know her rollout to me reeks of OT Genesis rollout. Well, and, Remember when OT Genesis and, and the Coco and came out? You, it was like, okay, he's a one-hit wonder. We'll never hear from him again. Then he had another hit. And it, was, and it was all commercialized successes, but we never actually got an album by OT Genesis. Yeah, we just got we, a bunch of good and we, singles. And we still have we just danced and into like, our hearts. That's the only Busta Rhyme cosign that's ever been okay to me. because And, and for, a lot, for one reason, because... OT don't stand next to Busta Rhymes a lot. And I think it's because he recognizes no, he the two, fa- the, the, that conglomerate don't really go together. You know what I'm saying? Like no, hey, these, these, these things They're don't mesh. Lines. And OT Genesis has not tried to force Busta Rhymes on us with a homage verse on a hot song. Yes. OT just keep giving us slap after slap after slap. And we've still not gotten an album. I fuck with OT. Another question that we just stumbled on. What the fuck is Buster Rhymes doing? Because again, I just said I love Buster Rhymes, mm-hmm. but I got questions for you, MC Chiloski. What the fuck are you doing with Scarlet and Coyle Ray? Is Buster Rhymes whoring himself out right now? I don't think he whoring himself out, but like the I think okay. the Coyle Ray thing was just because of the song. Like I think the He's been around Coyle yeah, Ray the, a the, lot. The song took the, the sample from the, you know, put your hands where my eyes can see me. So sure. I think he you know, I think sure. he just stepped into his opportunity. Um, and then, you know, these niggas be doing these like weird radio station tours around the country. So like, I felt like Busta might've been one of the big letter names on, on these things. And Coy the Ray's name might've been just a little bit smaller. So they use it as as an opportunity to segue on the stage and shit like that. So it's not, it's nothing wrong with it, especially with him championing, you know, I've championed Coy the Ray. So like anybody championing Coy, like I'm down with that shit. But like, again, back to the Scarlet shit, like it goes back to my point. Even when we talked about with like Nori and them funk. Flex, you are not low either, nigga. You started that freestyle series for the <laughs> legends and the niggas who can really spit. And at episode 54, we You've got started, that bro. Like, what are you talking about? You've been whoring that out. He, he's, he's been caught a couple times whoring that out. Everybody can't come up here. The same thing we said about drink Everybody can come up but here. Like, y'all shoot yourself in the foot when y'all come up here trying to... And then you realize... Shit, a lot of the niggas from the 90s either ain't that sweet no more, ain't living like that no more, uh, don't want to talk about that shit no more because they so jaded, so we got to get off. They, they don't even mention the word legend no more. Like, And a lot of niggas getting their flowers on goddamn drink champs no more because everybody ain't like that. They're out like of flowers. They're out of yeah. flowers for sure. I, I'm, I'm here for some of the drink champs, though. I, I've been catching some of the Memphis Bleak clips, and he's a good time. I like a good Memphis I mean, but I guess that's uh, me and Jay-Z. I course. guess that's my but thing. But he do of, seem like he's circling the wagon. Yeah, but that's my thing about the drink champ clips. Like, first of all, you already know an episode of drink champs can be five hours long. Like, I haven't looked lately, so I don't know. But out of that five Three hours, hours of interruptions. Out of that five hours, you can feed me Memphis Bleak clips for four fucking weeks, dog. Like, which is cool, but like, 
come the fuck on. Like that's how you surviving out here by recording these all day. You niggas is recording for ten hours a day, getting sloppy drunk, and then you chopping it down to four and five hours and still giving me clips on top of that. Just to just to, and I get it. It's the algorithm is to keep yourself relevant, but like, oh, it's um, it goes. It's kind of it's kind of the same in hip hop. It's only but so much hearing from Memphis Bleak I want to do. And now I feel like yeah, he's been I'm fed into you. my algorithm a little bit more than I like hearing from Bleak. So I kind of need that to go away too. Like. I don't, I, I don't like yeah. it's it's weird at a because it, it's so weird. I, some one of my favorite things to do every like six weeks at this point now is to go, damn. First the fat boys break up, and every day I wake up, Dame got a new problem with Hove. Like I'm tired of hearing from Dame <laughs> about whatever problem he got with Hove and these old niggas. So same yeah. thing with me. I don't want to hear about the the he's still the big homie, and I got to ask the ah, bro, y'all y'all all grown, y'all all are big homies now. Like yeah. keep that very grown, yeah, too. keep that low. Don't nobody really care no more. So like niggas just got to go back to shutting the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's I, I this is not the first time we've talked about people getting old on the internet and our heroes getting old and exposed on the internet and kind of like the allure of our stars fading away through too much exposure, right? right. Like. I feel like people like Kanye, as big as Kanye is, Kanye would be even bigger if he was a product of the 90s because we wouldn't be able to see so much of his like disgraces so publicly and so often, right? Like, because in my mind, as much as I love me some Tupac, like, I think if we got to see Tupac's Twitter account, Tupac probably wouldn't be so legendary because we all know how fucking it was, what's your phone number is. Uh, wonder why yeah, they call you I, bitch. It's dear mama. Yeah, but I think I feel like we probably would have got a lot of fucking contradictory but statements. I don't think so. I think that I think that's the part of the game that we missing, and I think that's why a lot of people craved for the what if those dudes were still alive. Because look mm. at Jay Z. Jay Z did not fall victim <clears throat> to that bullshit. No, and, he was smooth. And he gives his credit to smooth. those guys. So you wouldn't want to see those guys, you know, just as the as as Jay Z has matured, you would think that those guys like. I probably will only you would hope. I will only want a Biggie Smalls tweet like once every eight weeks on a Saturday night when he was recording something fly. Like I would just, just out of give the two me of them, bar. like out of the two of them, if one of them had to be sloppy on social media, Biggie or Tupac, which one do you think would be sloppy Pac, on social that's media? That's too easy. Pac, Pac is way the, more prone to be Pac sloppy be, on social media. Pac would be the reason why live would not be allowed to be a thing. Like Pac strikes me as that type of powerful. They turn live off. They're like, "Yo, bro, you got way too many viewers all the goddamn time. <laughs> you talking that shit." You it live is not even a I feature kinda, at all. Sometimes I think about it and I do get legitimately sad. Tupac is one of the few like dead legends that it legit makes me sad that we yeah. didn't get to see him be old. Because I think old Tupac would have been low-key entertaining. Yeah, and then not for nothing, like you mentioned Kanye, and I don't want to get us draped off into a um a tangent, but like, bro, I think for me personally, I'm gonna put it on record 209. Like, I think it's a wrap for me. Well, yay, man. I think I'm a. You think you done, I, done, I think, done? I think I'm gonna just go. Well, ain't no music coming, so it'll be. And, it's and easy you already know what my up. stance is on it. Like, if it may, if the music the comes, slaps, and like you might even have to me. tell me that the mute, like, hey, no, the coast is clear. Just go listen to the music, bro. <laughs> Don't like stay out of. I might duck not catch it. Duck all the people on the way to the music. Like, just get to the music, press play, and just go there. But like, I'm, I'm not. There is nothing that interests me. Like, even like you say, like, what, what does that matter? Who found that today? Who what 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 is what rollout is that a part of? Like who decided to put this out in the media this week? Who can't like why uh, why does it matter? Why does it fucking matter? So like why does this matter? That's yeah. where I'm at with it right now. And that that's what's letting me know as of lately. Like, and even again, like I have the you can't use the I'm making the slaps ammo on me no more. It don't work. 
Like I've I've, I've yeah. tried to be excited about it, and my body just be like, nah, bro. Like you actually got to like put yeah, the slaps th- out, and then we can talk. The last few Kanye albums have not excited me. Mm-hmm. I'm, honestly, nah. like I've played them and they were okay, but like I haven't listened to. Damn, what even Donda? I haven't listened to Donda since probably the month it came out. Like I have not. Nah, but like and then I seen it. Not going to. I seen a reel the other day that was they was being stupid in the reel, but it was like POV. The first time you heard "Father Stretch My Hands" in 2016, and it was just like that beginning where the shit was so, and it was so spot on. Like, yo, like I actually played Pablo the a couple first weeks ago, and it was so accurate to the point because it said like the first time you listen to, you literally listen to it, like, yo, what the fuck is like this shit is crazy. Like, I can't believe mm-hmm. all this is happening. And then the beat drop and shit goes to a whole other place. Like, it was accurate as hell, and like. I don't think that feeling exists from out of that camp. I was going to say, it's wild to say in, in pertaining to Kanye, yeah. shit ain't been crazy for a long time. That's a wild sentence time. to say about Kanye West, but shit ain't been crazy no. for a little bit. But even minute, still, bro. like you say, that came out with Kanye this week. I just seen another clip. He was going off about Tiana Pusha and somebody and, and Nas. And then I seen they, um, then they leaked the fucking uh, Jack Harlow song that's on Donda 2 where he says something about, I bet Lil Nas X would hit this if I let him or something. Like, there's just too much Kanye what? shit in circulation this week, and it looks like it's on purpose. <laughs> it Where looks like it's are the slaps, bro? You're not getting. Nah. And again, maybe you're getting. You're only getting me because I do a podcast, bitch ass nigga. Don't think you got me personally. <laughs> I'm not trapped. I have to talk about this, but like in my person, I don't <laughs> care, bro. I do not care. I'll tell you how much I don't care, bro. I walk into my closet to get dressed a lot of times, and if the fit goes perfect with some Yeezys, I got, I'll just change, change the it. Fit. Like change I ain't it. even That's been. Deep. I, bro, I haven't. Been, I swear to God, I'll look at some of my Yeezys and I'll be like, I'm not excited. Not I don't even want to wear my nigga clothes. That's what I'm bro. saying. Like, I don't even like, want to wear his clothes. You're not, you're not making me. You're not making me energized no more when I think about you. You really like taking away from my energy nah. and all. Like you're making that. me sad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of that. Damn, and that's the that's perfect. You know what? And I think that's bro. probably where we can leave it because neither one of us want to talk about no. this nigga. But like, and when we. <laughs> Y'all understand what we mean when we say we don't want to talk about this nigga. It comes from a place of me and Wes's relationship was kind of founded on both being fans of this nigga. Like, we bonded over loving this nigga. So, the fact that we're at a place in our lives where we're like... I don't even want to you talk can, about this nigga. It's some wild you shit. You can go back and listen to episodes of this show where we are- It's because we, we love him so much. pouring our hearts out for this man. It's because <laughs> we love this man so much that we cannot be bothered to talk about this nigga, it, bro. bro it's, it's, it makes me yeah, sad. Yeah, it's about to say it's getting me too high. Kanye used to right make now, me happy when I see him before. If there's even no audio on the clip when I see Ye, I get a sadness yeah, comes nah, over me bro. like, damn, bro. I can't do it. I'm not there anymore. Bro, him getting head looked sad. <laughs> he was getting sad. <laughs> hey, yo, listen, enough of that. I'm here to say something that I feel like nobody has said before. A lot has been said about this particular celebrity, and this is one of the few things I don't think has been said. Okay, Taylor Swift has been in the news. We ain't the news cover, so that's why we two weeks late about Taylor Swift going to the Chiefs games. Hanging out with Ohio's own Travis Kelsey. You know we're going to talk about Travis Kelsey any chance we get because we Ohio niggas and we owe him that. Gonna, but I ain't even going to lie to you, bro. I didn't know that. You just schooled me. Oh, you ain't know Travis Kelsey's Ohio no nigga? You didn't know that's why you was gravitated toward him? Did you ever feel a pull towards him as a non-Chiefs football fan? You just, when you see him, like, huh, that's an interesting nigga. Something about his demeanor. You never wonder why he could hit the Quan so good back in the day? Because he nah, Ohio some, nigga. Something about his demeanor, though. The wacky wood is in his DNA. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> I did I get you, you got me. <laughs> but Taylor Swift 
How come nobody has ever pressed her for being a clout chaser? Um, I guess you would have to prove it to me, and you only have to. I'm not saying that you're wrong. You would only have to prove it to me because mm-hmm. I do not care about Taylor Swift. And yeah, yeah, no, I feel you. Listen here, I watched it they, because, of course, uh, and this I'm gonna say my piece about this because I'm sure this is where you're going. Somebody tell the NFL we do not care about seeing Taylor yeah. Swift, particularly when I just watched this Jets game and I kept kept, kept catching clips of this Jets game this past Monday. They were showing Taylor Swift all night long, and Travis Kelsey did nothing in that Jets day. Like, he was not he getting was, no I don't juice think he had, field. like, I, I had to go back and check the stats. Maybe I missed them, but I'm almost positive he had no touchdowns. Like, every time I seen them show her, I'm like, why the fuck are they showing her? He didn't even do anything. So, like, now you're just showing her, again, it's the, it's the ploy, it's mm. the play. It's, that shit is just becoming way too recognizable to me, and I guess I just don't like that shit. So, like... Somebody, you don't like it when the play is obvious. Yeah, like I the NFL it, clearly is in business yes. with Taylor Swift right 100%. now, right? And you don't like being able to clearly yeah, tell no, because that this what did, is a play. What did Taylor Swift go to the Jets game for? And why was that a part of the <laughs> announcements of the Jets playing the Chiefs? Like, it, this just doesn't make any hurt. sense to me. But then, like, along with that, she was at the game and then they went into commercial break. And the very first commercial was about this movie that Taylor Swift has coming out about whatever fucking tour that she's on, right? And with, I don't like the NFL's and branding, like, man. I, NFL branding is so nasty. Whatever, because that's the, like, to me, that would have been the, that's the acceptable business thing to do, not... Have her show up as this nigga's girlfriend first and then start running her ads. Like, ah, yeah. that looks a little weird. Why don't y'all just been running just her show ads, me the ads. Period, And then let her show, show her in the stands show and show me the ads or right away. Or something like that, bro. Like, make it all make sense. Mm-hmm. But y'all are literally, somebody literally said, okay, uh, this promo start date is on Saturday, November the 1st, and we're <laughs> going to get this shit rolling. Like, everybody just started doing what they needed to do. They really, they literally pressed the button and started a machine that day. But I guess what struck me, and again, like, I guess I just don't be paying no attention or it just seems so cemented, bro. But she says something about being around this motherfucker for 17 years. And I'm like, I can add and subtract. I'm like, Taylor's been huh? around since 06 or 07. Did I miss something? No. I'm like, that's really? crazy if she's really been around for that long. And then don't, the first oh thing that God. came into my head, bro, was shake it off, shake it off. I was like, that shit's been around forever. <laughs> so she might be right. Like She might, it's a whole, she might know her own man. She was singing one song on the on the thing. I was like, yo, that's a Taylor oh. Swift song. I love that joint. Like, I don't even be knowing, bro. It's sick. It's she sick. had a song when she first came out. I don't know what it's called, but like in the video, she's like sitting at her vanity, like singing into the mirror. And I remember like catching that on like an early morning MTV session when it was like a you here first kind of deal. And I was like, man, this little white bitch, all right. Until she became the mega star she is today. You want to know so, what makes me like, mad about her mega fandom? What's that? She didn't even get like rejected on American Idol or America's Got Talent or nothing. Like, where did this bitch come There's from? No pain with yeah. it. I want some pain. <laughs> like, did you, how, where did you, or maybe she did, pain. maybe I'm just bullshitting. Again, I don't know because I don't care, but like, I don't, well, I don't know. You're not Clay Aiken, bitch. You're not Fantasia Barino. Like, who, where did you come from? I'm a uh, what's the one chick that lost the or did she win the first season or the second Kelly, season? Kelly Clarkson, Kelly Ripper, Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. Ripper. I said oh Kelly Ripper. God. I don't know shit, bro. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. I'm a Kelly Clarkson nigga myself. So if it ain't Kelly Clarkson, I'm, I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a Carrie Underwood guy. Okay, and I I was my first was uh, Justin Guarini. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, he should have yeah, won yeah, that yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Not for sure. but he I'll take a dive. Justin, pe- I'll take a Justin Guarini or Tamira Gray were really good choices that yeah, season. So. But but my thing with uh, Taylor Swift and clout chasing it is is this NFL shit lately is just kind of like the solidifier. This ain't all my accusations ain't coming from this. 
Like, you know when she does all that weird white girl squiggly dancing yeah. at all the award shows? <laughs> yeah. To me, that ain't just like, oh, look at her. She's so pure and catching a vibe. That kind of dancing is attention-seeking dancing. You don't dance that squiggly to Moneybag Yo and tell me you're not trying to get attention, bro. Moneybag Yo don't even know. It don't even warrant the kind of dancing that she does to the kind of music she does it to. Like, it'll be fucking hardcore hip-hop. It should do uh, that white girl, earthy, squiggly dance and shit. And I was just... Bitch, you were trying to get my attention. Yeah, Stop she, uh, it. Sit down. She puts way too much shoulder into all of her dances. And like the hit the money bag yell doesn't too much require shoulder. that much shoulder. Like you gotta relax your you gotta put some more hip, some more ass, and some more, you know, some more you gotta bend your knees. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta get low with Taylor your Taylor Swift. That bitch is doing Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift dances like she has on a 2X size silk overalls with no shirt underneath. Like, nah, that, <laughs> like, you want to know what? Like the, oh, like the shoulder pieces just keep coming to, off of her fucking silk overalls. To me, she's just proving us right when we say white people can't dance. Because look, no amount of money, no amount of hanging around yeah, anybody. So. She has a fucking band, a production company. Nobody can teach this bitch rhythm. And nobody can teach this bitch how to like properly groove. She is essentially doing what we would call in, in middle school the white girl. Like she is going out there, she is purposely finding the the most offbeat that she can find. Or as we've concluded, white people going to one and the three, black people going to On two the and one. the four. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she is just living in the one and the three with all of her fluid motions and too much shoulder. But as as annoyed as I be when I see her at the BT Hip Hop Awards doing that wiggly shit. It it just makes her fans love her even harder because yeah. they'd be like, mm, she's so free. She don't even have to be confined yeah, by what's the, popular. Maybe that's the clout chasing part of the Taylor. Like it's it's a double edged sword. It's a good thing and a bad thing. Like, but like she's almost like on purpose trying to show everybody she can go anywhere and still be herself. Yeah. Yeah, she's on purpose trying yeah. to prove to you that she's so comfortable, <laughs> which tells me you're not comfortable. And I've been I've been pointing that out about Lizzo for like fucking four years now. It feels well, like that. Like that Lizzo part. wants us to think she's comfortable. She's not actually. Like, I think Doja Cat is getting more and more comfortable the more she pisses y'all off. Maybe. Like the like, more she, the more her fans turn on her, I think she's actually becoming. Yeah, not. For, I mean, we had that conversation. Like all she said was, "I want you niggas to love my music and my music only, and leave me and my personal shit the fuck alone." So like, this is gonna piss me off if Taylor Swift just comes in, um, and she and at the song after four years or so is called everybody and now taylor swift is up singing about everybody because she been everywhere and she didn't seen everybody and she didn't kicked it with everybody so now she just is the new we are the world singing about everybody that's gonna piss me off if that happens in like the next year or so and she stopped going outside but if she keep the shit up then again maybe she's just trying to prove a point that she i'm just skinny white girl flailing all over the place everywhere i go let, let me get uh, your take on some more white culture, okay? <clears throat> I'm going to assume that you are aware of the Sam Smith Tiny Desk concert. Um, that I don't know that you've seen it. It came it came across my uh, algorithm earlier. I didn't watch it yet, but I seen it. I, I didn't watch it yet either, but I saw uh, black social media weighing in on it. Mm-hmm. And from the comments I saw, I'm not going to say this definitively about everybody, but I did see a number of comments from my point of view, that talked really heavily about black people being mad that he had an all black choir behind him for the tiny desk concert 
And they kind of was taking it as cultural appropriation and like, why this nigga got to get all black folks behind him? What the fuck is that about? Like, I saw a lot of like angry comments in the clip that I saw from black people saying that they weren't really feeling how he just handpicked a bunch of black people to back him up. And honestly, I didn't watch the thing yet, but it did kind of give me pause to go like, well, what the fuck do be, what do we be wanting? Like, I I don't understand. Would we rather it... (laughs) Would we rather it have been a bunch of soul singers that was not black so we could complain that they still in our sound? Or would you rather him employ black people and have an all black choir behind him so you can complain, oh, he just jocking our shit? Like, well, which Bro, is it? It is, can't be both. This is the shit that I say all the time. This is why like niggas will never get nowhere because we always ride the middle of the wave and we can never truly decide what satisfies us or not. Because just like you say, like... You choose all black choir motherfuckers got something to say. You choose all white choir motherfuckers is like, why you ain't get the black choir? Or you only choose, you know what I'm saying? If you choose a couple people, but like, I guess for me personally, like if you, Sam Smith is not mimicking anybody white. He is not up there trying to sound like nobody white, even if that's naturally how he sounds. Like we, let's, this is where I like to like cut the bullshit. Like, of course we have like Michael McDonald and people like that who are like white soul singers, but like they are, they get it from this side. Like, that just is... Real quick, is Justin Timberlake white soul? Real quick, is Justin no, Timberlake white soul? I don't, Does he I don't think okay. so. Just ask. I think he can. Just ask. I think he can do some white soul and maybe, like, a very, very light... He can do, like, a more acceptable level of white soul than Robin Thicke can. I feel what you're saying because, like, how I always say... Jamie Foxx is not an R&B singer. He's a really good actor playing the role of an R&B singer. Yeah, I think we've already. That's just my that opinion. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. he, I, I don't take him as an R and B singer. He's just such a good actor that he can play a really good R and B singer. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Or like he's just so good at singing these songs. Somebody like, hey, you got to go do this, fam. So like, maybe there's a part mm-hmm. of that in there as well. But like, of course, I lost what the fuck I was talking about because that's the <laughs> my bad, my bad. You're talking about white soul, white oh, yeah, soul, just, just white. Soul. Like y'all, y'all. So like, if if he has surrounded himself with niggas, like. What 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 else is he supposed to do if that's where he has essentially gotten this gift from? You know what I'm saying? I'm or with you on that. that. Yeah, if, I felt if the that's same what way. Nurtured, like, well, what this is what yeah, if that's what nurtured his gift, or like, let's go back to stay with me again. Did that sound like a whole bunch of white people singing on "Stay with Me"? Like, it did not. I, it, it don't. So I guess it don't bother me. But again, it go back to niggas always got to have a problem with something, bro. Like, did you watch it? Did it sound good? Let it Leave go. It at that. Let it go. I got a question for you too. Do you think that, and again, I'm not saying this is all black people. Maybe this was just the comment section I saw. Cause you know how that shit goes. Right. It could be this comment section was all negative, And then the next one I look at could be all positive. So I'll take this with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. but do you think I would have come across some shit like this? Had it been Adele with a bunch of black soul singers behind her? Um, do you think yeah. Adele ever yeah. gets this kind of energy? I think so. If she would have done a tiny desk like that. Yes. They would have did because it's it's, it's only is. niggas like and I hate to even put it on us like that and I I, have, I don't even want to say surf the comments but like did the white people care like you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, the white people try to enjoy I mean, but that's them. but that again like this is what the fuck it's here you are allowed to like again like it goes back to everything don't need to be said out loud you kind of got to go through the rules fam like even if you do want to comment like figure out what's appropriate for you to say in your comment like you could have just been like yo this was dope like wished i don't even know how you express it but like again a lot of people like to say stuff out of their mouth like it's fucking law like and what you what you said and what your opinion of this was is not like the gospel 
about the situation, fam. So, like, again, whether I went and got the fucking Macedonia or the, the Caucasus Mountain Church Choir full of the whitest people you ever seen in your life. Did the song sound good? Like, did I did I right. present the product to you that I wanted to present the product to you about? Like, it's the same shit when motherfuckers get to going back and talking about, uh, what's that show? Cheers. Talk about it's only one black person in the series. So? Was the show good, nigga? How many, and, and, and let's go back to like, and I hate to even like reference the time and period, but like you, uh, fuck it, today, you know, People today who only hang out in crowds, it's this, it's it's not against the law to only hang out where people like you hang out at. Like it's no mm-hmm. different from if you were you live on top of a mountaintop. We, you know, we live out here where we live at. Let's say we're just exploring social settings. If I go somewhere, if I go five places, and the most comfortable place that I went was the place that was 75% black, guess where I'm gonna keep going back to? that place and I may frequent the other places but if I decide to just keep going back to the same place and I happen to write a fucking series about it or I shoot a movie about it and I don't put no white people in there because it ain't no white people in my real setting that's just a part of life like and again it's almost like on TV they act like some shit that happens in real life ain't supposed to happen on TV but well no like I don't like going to Donnerix you know what I'm saying Donnerix is for white people I like going to SC bar where the niggas hang out and the food is good like and I don't think nobody should knock me if I write a fucking story about it and my interaction in this bar is 90% black people because that don't even say the white people didn't exist. But in my in my brain and in my interaction, if I look around the room, I might not see you white motherfuckers. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's interesting that we're at a place now, and I don't know if this is like such, so much a new thing as it is like way more exaggerated these days that like... You can't consume anything it feels like anymore without it being some sort of political stance you're taking. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you literally almost can't walk down the street with a bag of red Skittles in your hand without a motherfucker being like, hey, you know Nessie makes those. You know how Nessie <laughs> yeah, like up everybody gotta have something to say oh. about something. Shut up. Yeah, like it's it's too much. And like I honestly don't know if this is a situation where you can even put the toothpaste back in the tube anymore. Like, I don't know if we can ever go back as a culture totality to not looking at every fucking thing as politics. Like everything is some sort of fucking political stance or everything is a think piece. Like I can't send a 13 minute YouTube video to my best fucking friend and be like, Hey, I thought this was entertaining without getting a whole think piece paragraph back about like, what it means for the projection of humanity and Mm -hmm. why this is bad for the economy that we support is it's like dog like i just like, want to know if you thought the yeah joke like was motherfuckers funny. particularly when it come back to media like and and all these like things like motherfuckers need to have credentials in order to be able to like put your shit out there fam like essentially before like blogs and podcasts nigga, you had to be a fucking column writer in the paper nigga. yeah you somebody had to like go do some school you have shit, somebody bro. give you nah, a anybody can say we need gatekeepers yet, back I anybody think. can read this shit bro and like Again, it goes back to like, what if, I think I said on the podcast, maybe I said this in real life, but like, what if there was no comment section ever? Like, what if it was never invented? Like, and you only had the option to like or not? Like, that's how you should probably treat your online life. Or the only remedy is that shit, the the shit's going to have to go away, bro. Like, people are going to have to force to like be, to put their, put their phone down, like, and do something and be involved in real life. Cause people just, it's too much of this. And if it, it feels like you are in it, you know what I'm saying? When you got to hold your mm-hmm. phone this close to your face, like whatever I'm doing, I'm in it dog. Like, and a lot of people, nah, never a lot of people that. can't like 
snap out of that. Like, even, you know, even if you get passionate about some shit, I know you can feel this shit. You be trolling, you be commenting, motherfuckers. Like, when you make up your mind that you're going to do it, I'm in and it's hard just to end it, bro. I've been, that's why, I, that's really why I call myself the backspace king, bro. Cause when I bet, when I bet, I snap myself out of it. I told myself, you want to know what? Uh-huh. Ah, 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 you're not going to get me. I swear to God, I'll be feeling like sometimes when I put comments, I swear to God, sometimes I think when I actually do hit send and I don't delete, 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 mm-hmm. delete, when I actually do send on a, I won't even call it trolling, but I'll call it intentionally provoking comments, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I comment shit that be intentionally provoking. Sometimes when I comment, I'll be like, I wonder if Wes is going to Like, I wonder if Wes, I swear to God, sometimes I think like, I wonder if Wes ever comes across nah, this shit that I'll be saying. I wish I did. Because I'll be doing it from my like dipped in butter YouTube comments. <laughs> I, not, I, I guess I don't surf YouTube that much, but like even even Bro, me, I put skin. a comment on one of the Patreon on the JBP videos a couple weeks ago, but it like it just got unbearable watching Flip like really discuss really really him trying to make logic out of the bad decisions that he makes and how he makes his bad decisions in real time and how he acts and how he knows how he acts is wrong. But then he culminated all with, but that's just what I do. Like, no nigga, like this is crazy. Like, so not only do, not only do you highlight how bad of decision-making you are and how bad you are and stuff, everybody around you does it. And like, you just are oblivious. So I like, yeah, I typed out my comment and like, whatever, it's out there, but like, I'm not going back to check on the shit. Like, I don't care if anybody saw it or not. Like, and and again, checking to see how your comment is doing. And it's it's living with me three weeks later that I even left it there. Like, I want to go back and delete it because like, Mm. who going, maybe I I didn't need to say it. And like, again, you know, I got jaded by the comments before, but I don't got time to argue with you motherfuckers. So I don't really care if you said anything back, but like that shit is like on display. And then what really fucked with me is that I posted a comment on a Patreon video. I was like a week late. So I'm like, man, I'm out here. I'm out <laughs> that, here bro, that always mad. feels yeah. way wild. <laughs> it feels way wilder when it's on a video from like three weeks yeah, ago. Bro, and it's like, like, dog, I'm, this bothers you I'm still? I'm way too mad. Yeah, that, that's always, that feels real fun when you comment on some real old <laughs> shit or an old comment that was posted yeah. months ago. Like this nigga, he might not even be alive no more. I'm really beefing. And with that's what I like bro. about Patreon. And maybe, you know, you can do it that way or maybe I can, or just period. Like, and maybe that's, you know, I live that way, but I, don't have on notifications for anything, bro. Like, of course, my when my phone rings, which we haven't talked about my phone ringing, bro. I've I am like at the platinum level of the scammers calling me list right now, bro. Like, How so? one day I got seventy eight scam phone calls. God damn! In a day? In a day? You're lying. In one day, that was the highest number that I've gotten. Well, what did you do? This is what I'm saying, bro. But I like seventy eight was the highest day. <laughs> what did you do? 58, 43, 27. You taught me about an incognito mode. Yeah, where do we, I know, right? What are we at today? Oh, I, I cleared the thing out, but I think the last number that I saw was 28. Um, and again, what are you doing? I don't know, but please uh, get me back to where we were. Like, remember where we were, but I want to go down this tangent. But like, bro, for like a week or two, I answered all of these phone calls and I was trying to like talk to the scammers and I was pleading with a lot of them. Like, yo fam, please, can you please just take me off? Like... He's trying to rationalize they, Yeah, them. and a lot of motherfuckers, like, they was, you know, of course they call you and they give you the American name. That's not their name, bro. I was going through it for a couple of weeks, and then I just got to the point because, like, I was pissed off because I'm like, yo, all right, I don't know what the fuck I've signed up for, but, like, apparently I done signed up for something. They got my fucking number. They won't leave me alone. I'm trying to do, like, the, the human, the logical thing and get motherfuckers to take me off. They're not taking me off like it's not working. I'm like, but wait, 
don't iPhone have this fucking thing when it's spam? Like, you're not even supposed to be getting these fucking phone calls. It's supposed to silence these bitches, and it's supposed to go on. So I discovered maybe when I had got the new phone, like, I must not have, like, turned that back on. So I turned that back mm. on, so I'm living a little bit more peacefully now because all of those calls get silenced. Um, and, of course, they don't leave voicemails or anything like that, so I don't got to deal with deleting a whole bunch of fucking voicemails and shit, bro. But, um, yeah, I'm at the... I'm, 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 they're trying to get me, bro. I told you they were trying to get my Facebook... <laughs> They're calling my phone a hundred times a day, y'all. So if they get me, catch me here each and every Tuesday, wherever podcast or place. That's where <laughs> this wrong. one goes. <laughs> hey, what's wild about that is like I'm not bad with scam calls. I don't get very many scam calls at all. But I will tell you this, and this I might would rather trade your problem for my actual problem. Actually, like when you said 27 a day, I was like, God damn, bro, you living foul. But then I thought about it. I just got done. Talking to my wife last week about like, I'm averaging now once a week where I'll get an email about somebody trying to hack my email. Mm. And when I say hack my emails, I'm talking about like my main emails, like the ones that's connected to like my bank shit, like the one I cannot afford to lose. And like every time like I get the notification, I go in and change my fucking password. Like, oh, I got to block that. I need more security. But then, like, I'm, I swear it feels like once a week I'm having that happen again where that it's might, like, ah, they try to get in. That might, like, what the fuck? That might be the spam, bro, though, because fucking Janelle's dad, the one time I was, you know, out riding around him and tell you, he got a phone call from motherfuckers and they was acting like the bank and, you know, talking, talking, woo, woo, this and that. He was like, oh, okay, we'll do that. He was like, well, let me tell you what. He was like, you know, I'm out riding around right now. He's like, when I get back to the house, I'll just come by. No, nah, he was like, when I get back to the house, I'm going to call you. Like, I'm going to call you. We'll figure this out because I think he, like, even looked, like, look, it looked legit as hell. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the nigga ended up getting grand back dude. home. Yeah, grand dude got back home and called back. He ended up texting me later like, you'll never believe that was a scam. Like, no fucking way. So, like, the scammers are getting good with the legitimacy. Um, and they, you know, I, I, and that's what, like, be scaring me sometimes with some of that shit. Like, I think they depend on some of that shit being, like, time sensitive. So, like, I don't want to, like, scare mm-hmm. you or no shit like that. But, like, what if a nigga is already, like, remoted into your shit and now you spazzing out and changing your password? And I'm just there watching you change your password. password. Yeah, I'm just yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching this you type in I, the real this password. This is actually what I want you to back. do. Yeah, this is actually yeah. what I want yeah. you to yeah. do. I worry so, about like, that. You know, I 100% then, like, yeah, worry about that. The scammers is crazy. And, of course, I talk a lot, so I don't remember how I segued into this. Sorry. <laughs> no, this is this is what the show is about. So, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm just talking about something important. I th- I feel like we was about to leave that. Actually. Okay, well, no, it's no, gone bro. now. We were talking about soul singers <laughs> and white soul. If, y'all, if y'all's granddaddies would have stopped all that race mixing 50 years ago, we'd be fine. <laughs> we'd be fine. All right. Well, maybe we'll keep with some more white soul. I got to ask you another question. Is DJ Vlad now this week a hero or is he still a vulture? Because we got to talk about it. Fucking, I, I know where you. Uh, I know where you're going with this, I think. But like, let me tell you, I'm tired of seeing that dirty ass white man on camera too. Go ahead. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, for, for those of y'all that don't, might not be up on game, some guy named Keefy D was just arrested on suspicion on suspicion of the actual Tupac Shakur murder. Like, and let me say this, one of the guys that are one hundred percent before Cat finishes this, Keefy D was there. Okay, Keefy D, Keefy, no, no Keefy B did that shit. <laughs> Keefy B did that shit. Like, they're actually they actually arrested oh. the the one of the two guys. That killed Tupac. Mm-hmm. One is Keefy D. And like I told y'all here on this podcast three years ago, 
Orlando Brown, not Orlando Brown, Orlando right. something. The Orlando nigga that the Death Row niggas killed like a year Brown, after. No, it's not Brown. You're right. That's funny. <laughs> Orlando Brown is the good rapper Disney nigga, but <laughs> the good rapper. Fucking Disney. Orlando Jones or whatever that Orlando nigga is that had the jersey on that. The dude that Tupac is on video stomping out mm-hmm. in the Las Vegas lobby came back and killed that nigga, and then they killed him. That's how Tupac died. It wasn't Illuminati. It wasn't Puff Daddy. It wasn't Biggie. It was it wasn't, Orlando. It, wasn't it was God is getting. It wasn't the yeah, food it of was Islam. Just, it was random crip get back that killed Tupac. Sorry, y'all. I know we want to think that our legend was lost through more ex- expedient manners, but, but it, it was just crip gang violence. <laughs> yeah, it was just crip shit. Crip shit took Tupac. But Keefe D was one of the other niggas that helped Orlando kill him. So anyway, the reason why I bring it up is because Keefe D was on Vlad TV, which is a, a YouTube lot. channel, a lot speaking <laughs> in high details about he was the Tupac. On, he was on Vlad so much they have a compilation of him just on Vlad. <laughs> they got a best of. They got, they got a best <laughs> of this nigga talking about exactly the angle at which Tupac died. Like, how you know all this, bro? Like, this nigga, they don't even got some of the shit he was saying in the movie. This nigga, yo, this nigga Keefy D is crazy with the details. Keefy D be like, oh yeah, bro, we was in the car and we rolled right up behind him. Yup, they was in that black BMW. That nigga had on a green jersey and I ain't gonna say nothing else, bro. Like, <laughs> I ain't gonna say too much into that. He always stops in the middle of all this shit. I think my favorite detail he gives us about killing Tupac was, yeah, bro, we was just rolling. We heard a bunch of bitches screaming, ooh, I think that go Tupac. Nah, <laughs> and my, then, like, that's how you got, bro, that's how we lost the number yeah, one rapper nah, in hip-hop history. Yeah, my favorite. It's some bitches screaming, ooh, yeah, Tupac. And the line that go along with that, the, he makes sure to say it the same way. And this nigga was hanging out the window like he was in a parade or something. Like, if he wouldn't have been hanging out like he was in a parade, we would have never known. Like <laughs> We would have never known. And that's Tupac, bro. That nigga was hanging yeah. all out the window, yes, throwing west sides you know, up and was. screaming and it's spitting. So, it's so believable, so right? You, you gotta like get a motherfucker, dog. Listen, I love Tupac. Tupac is at the top of my rappers list. But hearing it from KVD's perspective, you gotta kill him, bro. Like he's hanging out the window. Hanging out the window. It's like whack a mole. <laughs> this is like the I highest mean, like, version of whack a mole you could ever play. And I think, I think America as a whole. I don't. And really, when I say I really think Black America, I, I know Black America understands it. But like, I don't know if. if whole America gets it, but like in, in the black community, we understand like this nigga name didn't have to be Tupac. It could have just been Derek Darnell, mm-hmm. like in that situation happened. Yeah, bro. And they catch you riding down the street, bro. The same gotta thing you. happens, fam. So like Tupac knows that. Yeah. Tupac knows that he part. had to get it's just bad it's bad decisions and that's what they that's what they call um a nigga having to drop on you. That is essentially what yes. that means. Right there. <laughs> a nigga got the drop on you, bro. You was like you was lacking and a nigga got the drop on you. And this is what happens at the end of all of that. <laughs> Can I tell you what you just said is one of my favorite things about our culture? Like certain sayings like they got the drop yeah. on you. It's uh, just understood. It's never going to go out of style, yo, that my, phrase. We're always going to know what that means, and we're always going to accept it. Like, yeah. You want to know You want to know what another one of my favorites is that I just learned lately was one of my favorites? Drop your nuts. Like, when you use drop your nuts in a sentence, like, my um, cousin used that in a rap lately, and I'm like, yo, that is just so profound. When you tell a nigga that, hey, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll stand, I'll stand, I'm about to drop my nuts. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes you want to go ahead and take out. care of some business. <laughs> yeah. So, my, how are you feeling about like being that Vlad is a big proponent to getting this done? Mm-hmm. Like, listen, we are almost at 30 years of Tupac right. being dead before we finally got a like legitimate arrest on this case. Right. My question to you is, how does that make you feel? 
like the potential that in a couple of years now, it might be at the 30 year mark when the sentencing actually happens on this shit. If it does happen, how does that make you feel like, do you, I don't want to use the word, do you care? Right. Cause it's human right. life. Nah. Tupac got a mom and family and shit like that. Although we like to like treat Tupac, like it's a can of Pepsi mm-hmm. and not an actual person. <laughs> but how does this make you feel like, cause honestly, I'll tell you as a Tupac fan, when I read this, when this first came across my desk, like, man, arrest was made in the murder of Tupac. I had to like read it two or three times to make sure they was talking about Tupac Shakur mm-hmm. and not like a nigga that sound like Pac or right. <laughs> a nigga that's like Tupac's looking like or the nigga that played Tupac in a movie. Like, oh shit. And then I had to actually ask myself if I really cared. And I know they're not doing it for me. Justice is justice. Like, right. I don't need to care for justice to still continue to be justice, but like, it's almost 30 years, bro. Like, I kind of almost would have rather this been notorious forever. <laughs> like, honestly, like, honestly, I mean, would have kind of rather never know. And, and honestly, the same. You know, like, I, did, I didn't double check. I knew who they was talking about. Like, there was no need. Like, it, it all now, like you say, I think because of the time seems goofy, right? And again, justice is justice. And it's like, it's, it's hard to ignore a nigga waving a white flag on the corner where he shot a nigga every week saying, I shot Tupac. Yes. It's hard to ignore him when he, like, actually giving Please you facts for, for 10 plus years or however fucking long. You know what I'm saying? And again, I'm tired of seeing Vlad in front of the camera. Like, I don't want to see that white man at I see all. Him. Like, he looks like he yeah. sounds, and I'd just rather hear him doing those interviews than seeing him answer the actual questions in real time. Um, but, like, I, I guess I have no care for him. Um, you know, throughout this entire okay, whatever, like you sat down with Keefy D a whole whether this was your mission or whether you was just doing what you was doing, like and I guess why I'm saying I hate seeing this nigga on cameras because he interviewed himself on his channel um about or I seen the interview about basically, you know, his involvement behind this whole thing with Keefy D getting arrested and if the if the people have been trying to press him to get the interviews and Basically, he was trying to save face an interview by saying, I ain't cooperating with the police. Like, and by saying I'm not cooperating, I'm not giving them the unedited version of these things so they can. And like to his credit, he was saying, like, because really the unedited version is a lot of what I put out. Like, you're not really getting a whole lot of, you know what I'm saying, what's not already out there to the public. And like, get what's out there to the public. You don't need me to give you no uncut version of this, but like, I guess watching him do that ultimately just to save face, like, bro, who asked? Who's who's really asking? Like, is this because ultimately let's we got to categorize they as well. Like they are people outside, but they are the people in here most of the time. For (laughs) real, bro. Like they are the people that are screaming back at you all the things that could potentially go wrong with this stuff. And it just gets amplified. If somebody says it one time, you'd be like, God damn it. I knew that this was a problem. Like, let me get out here and say something about it when nobody's even asking you about it. fam. like that would be like the whole Walmart incident with the baby. If he just came out and was like, yeah, this is what happened. Like, no, nobody asked you, bro. Like, take care of your business and do yeah. what you're doing. Like, we don't care. But you offering up shit, it just looks weird to me. Um, yeah. So, again, I, I I do not care, bro. Like, if that that's the stance that you should take. So, why, do you, why are you out here, like, doubling down on niggas that I'm not cooperating with the police? You don't have to when you <laughs> interviewed this nigga 15 fucking times already, dog. <laughs> like, you are the police. And this is what niggas have been trying to tell you. For 10 plus years, you did the fucking legwork, nigga. And again, like, I'm sure that when it comes down to the, that's probably a lot of where where they're going to get the information from. It's it's public information at this point, fam. You put it out on your page. We don't have to ask you none of these questions. You, again, you gave us all the details of what niggas was wearing, where niggas was seated in the car. The the investigative detective must have walked up on this nigga, Keefy D, and been like, I would investigate you, but. 
I don't have to. You've already been interviewed. Yeah. Like you gave, you I can't gave even us, interview you no more. Yeah, though. you gave us that, but like I, I guess the like the uh, the amount of things that happen like soon after or once people leave Vlad is just alarming at this point. And for him to just act like I'm just out here servicing the lane that I live in and I'm not doing anything, like bro, things are literally happening to people once they leave your platform, and the, and it doesn't happen when they leave anybody else's platform. Like niggas don't leave drink champs and shit happen. Niggas don't leave the Breakfast Club and shit happen. Niggas don't leave Joe and shit happen. Like. They leave Vlad and niggas gotta protect themselves. Like happens. keep your hands all up at all time. times when you leave Vlad, fam. So like, what is the or same thing? And I can't, I don't even give a fuck about Adam Twenty Two and them, bro. Like they are nowhere on my radar. I really don't care. But like, why? What you tell me? What's the difference? And why is it that way on your pro on your platform? Because you consider yourself to be so real, like that. So you know, it just don't make no goddamn sense for real, for real. So. Okay. I think we're good with Keith, that. Yeah, keep it these 60 year old fucking man. He going to jail. He'll be all right. He ain't tripping. Like, old, old niggas that old going to jail to me, it just, it also kind of sucks too because it's like, I mean, sure, killing Tupac is not cool and all of that shit, but like, how cool is it to send a 60 year old nigga that's already delusional now before he even goes to jail to yeah. go spend the rest of his life in jail? Like, you that might part. as well go ahead and let the nigga live it out now. I mean, honestly, like, you I might as well go ahead and let the nigga Whatever happens, but it kind of goes back to the question that you posed. Like, I, I was in the same space. Like, I, not that I would rather just have been a lure forever, but like, had, again, had the nigga just been able to shut the fuck up, it probably would have been that way for the rest of forever. And it's like, it's the double-edged sword again. Like, now we got justice, but we don't really care. Because ultimately, the 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 damage is completely done. You know what I'm saying? And like, not only, not only did we recognize the damage that it did in real time, but again, now we have opportunities 10, 15, 20 years down the, the, the line to speculate so much as to how much things could be different. Um, yeah. and, and even... Even if that, even if Tupac's lifespan only goes another five years from there and he gets killed, like what difference does that make? You know what I'm saying? Or if he, like, it's yeah. just too many what ifs. And like you say, ultimately now we're getting, I mean, we've known this shit for a long time, but the same thing with Biggie. Like, these niggas died for nothing. Yeah, it was and like, that's, that's the sad guys. shit. Like, these niggas ultimately died for nothing. So, uh, sounds awesome, bro. Like, life is a bitch, though. Like, mm-hmm. life is fucking crazy trying to, like that. Cause, and they trying to jam your boy Puff back up in all of this as well. I, I've, I've tried to stay man. away from those headlines as well. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. All y'all <laughs> niggas that love to like perpetuate all y'all's like Tupac's death, Biggie's death, Puff Daddy, Suge Knight. This is not a Marvel Universe comic book. Right. Like, you don't get to just write whatever the fuck you want because it sounds good or it looks good on paper. You don't get to make. Puffy killed Tupac because he knew it would drive Biggie's record sales and say that shit with a straight face. That's the most stupidest shit in the world to me. I hate when niggas get on that shit. It's so fucking dumb, bro. Like, I hate that dumb ass shit. Oh, he's been sacrificing people for years. How you think he keeps his streams up? He keeps his streams up because he's got the best album out there. That's how he keeps his streams. Anyway, hey, man. How's the baby, bro? I saw you got some professional pictures done. How'd that go? Um, I did. It's so funny. There's such a story behind those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a story? Is that? Oh, that's of not course. I mean, there's not like there's not a major story. I think I alluded to it. You know, when we went home, like you say, one of the last days we was there, my my sister and Bernie, you know, took off with the baby and did what they do. Um, and you've seen the results of some of those photos come out. You know, let let me know yeah. if you want one or so. You know, what I'm saying if they're a little nigga, those are good come, pictures, you know man. Um, I but, feel like that was Baby P's like debut. Like I feel out. like that there's a, 
I feel like like the people see the baby for the first time, and then like people see the baby for the yeah, first. Nah, time. I think like, this is like the the yeah, baby's like debut at, album. At one, I can put like my own profile out there for real, for real. You know what yes. I'm saying? It's like I'm one now. Hey y'all, I'm here. Like this is me. Y'all can watch. I'm kind of developed y'all, now. Yeah, y'all can watch muscles me in from my neck. here all the way. Like before, it was kind of like secret vault shit. You know what I'm saying? You get sprinkles, hey. but like now. Ah, I'm outside, I'm like I, you know, what I'm saying I'm, I'm a part of the people. So they went, they did the picture thing, um, and it was so funny. Before we left, they gave us a, a couple out of the batch. Um, they, they they didn't give us everything, they didn't let us see everything, but they gave us a couple out of the batch. So then, of course, I told you when we left, we had to um, we had to go back to my mom's before we went to Cincinnati. So we stopped at my mom's. We showed my mom the pictures, right? My mom immediately snatches them out of our hand and she goes and like, oh, fam, this is, I don't even know what the fuck she did, but like, I feel like she walked around the corner to her, to her office and then she immediately <laughs> she put walked right brick. back. But I feel like she just immediately walked right back and she was like, here, she gave them back. But like, she copied them that fast, fam. It's some of the fastest God damn. I've seen in my life, G. And I was like, oh shit. Holy like, shit. at first I thought she was just checking them in, but she was like, nah, here, y'all can have them back, but she scanned them, right? So like, all's quiet on the Western front, nigga. Like, three weeks ago, my mom posts these pictures that she stole. <laughs> from from the joint, right? As soon as she posted them, I'm like, "Oh, Bernie's not having this." <laughs> I was gonna say, I was just, bro. I, as you was telling this, I was trying not to cut you off because, like, I know they listen to this whenever they get time, but like, sometimes I'll be wanting to sit down with Bernie and Jessica because I know they both play parts in the photography that they do and try to really, like, really get some real mm-hmm. talk about this photography thing, right? Because I've been around Bernie well enough and long enough to know that like you take pictures of people, they get all dressed up, they get all excited. They've seen pictures that you've done before if they haven't worked with you before. So they get excited to see the pictures. They they come around into the viewfinder and see them as you're snapping them. They get excited. And then there's like a three to five month waiting period between like editing and, you know, Bernie doing what he got to do as a photographer, which is totally understandable. And then having to deal with people like wanting their fo- like wanting the photos right. and like at you about the photos. And I know he handles that the way he handles that. Like I've seen it, I've heard it, I've experienced it, I've laughed at it. But then there's the leaking of photos, right? Yeah. Like then there's the like, you know what I mean? Like, all right, I got the photo by roundabout ways like this. And it's like, there are lines to respect when it comes to people in their art. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do, I do know that there's a like. There's an element of like, well, you took these pictures of me. So like in some roundabout way that I own these photos and I can do whatever the fuck I want. And it's just like, well, no, you didn't edit these motherfuckers and you didn't like do the work. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I say all that to say one day, I think it will be really interesting to like, really like talk to them about some of this shit. Because I think that there's like a deeper, darker that people don't talk about when it comes to these photos and how shit can really go down. I think we can start an interview. You know, you know, I found our little secret portal just now. I think we might be able to put that to good use. Um. Honest, oh yeah, honestly, yeah, I think we yeah. might be able to do something with that. Um, so yeah. we'll, we'll definitely think it. Like I say, we can segment that shit in. You know, make it flavorful, like we make it flavorful. But I think that'd be a good conversation to ultimately to figure out where he goes with it. But like I say, she she posted the pictures. Bernie immediately posted. He was like, "Yo, this is not the wave." Like he was like, "I got a whole rollout for these." Like, and this ain't it. Like we got to get these. I was head. wondering yeah, too, like so, how he handled uh, that. Yeah, yeah, ultimately they bullied her into taking it down. Um, <laughs> she ended up taking it, which down. I'm sure she was not super delighted about. Yeah, but whatever. It happens. Um, and then he just, you know, he just put him back out, you know, the other day, and then he put he put out more, and then he sent me the full file, um, you know. So I've I've got the I've got the whole clip of you know what they did out there with my son, which is phenomenal. Um, so like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah no, it's legit. I, I appreciate them for doing shit like that. So shout out to you know Welsh Three Photography and the gang. They always uh come come through right on time with the photos. That's for sure. 
I know you love your son, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that is not to be questioned. But like when you get shit back like this, like there's a certain level of like, man, we did good. Like that that little nigga look fly nah, like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, nah. You know what I mean? Like I mean, pictures do little shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, and like, of course, like, you know, we have to take credit for the genetics, but like I say, Auntie and Unky, you know, swooped baby up and I didn't job. have I think we came with those shorts, but like all that Adidas gear came from Auntie like that. Oh shit. They yeah, really like Yeah, nah, they they went out, they did They really whisked yeah. that nigga nah, off for and sure. gave him a makeover. Like, I almost forgot that they was doing it and they packed it. I was like, Where y'all going? They was like, Mind your business. And I was like, Oh shit, all right, you got it. Oh, yeah, right. go ahead, do your thing. And then, you know. They, they went out and they did do. the thing. So they, you know, that's not the, like I say, they, they are notorious. They have notoriously done that with the children over the years. So there's, you know, quite a few. So I'm glad that my son can be, you know, added to the lineage of photos that go oh, sure. out there. And like you say, you just, certainly you look at some of those and be like, wow, I'll be goddamn, look at this goddamn baby. Yeah, it's a good looking nigga. Yeah, yeah, I still do it. I still stare at him all the time throughout the day. I'm always be like, look at him. You made that. Did that. Yeah, like, bro, I, it's I something did. else, I ain't did. it, bro? It is. It's, it's really crazy. something else. Bro. She'd be like, "How's it make you feel?" And I'd be like, "I still really don't know all the way. Like, this is kind of crazy. Like, I'm just soaking it in. That's my guy." And then, yeah. like, he I, again, I have you probably haven't got an update, but like, he's walking now. Like, in the last week or two, he is 100 percent walking. Like, there's de- there's 1,000 percent more walking going on than crawling. Like, he'll resort back to it sometimes, but like then he'd be like, "Oh shit, I can walk." And he'll get up. He'll get back to it. So he is a terrorist stomping all over the house. The bottom of his feet are disgusting now versus his legs. (laughs) Um, He's he's a real human being. So we're we're devastated. But again, like that, not that that's what I like willed into existence, but like. Again, I'm moving around the house. You got a baby crawling. He's just crawling around after me all day crying because, ah, you walking away from me, nigga. I just want to be so close to you. And I'm like, hey, bro, you have to learn how to walk. Like, mm-hmm. and now the nigga knows how to walk. And he certainly don't cry after you took. Because, like, nigga, I'm on your heels, dog. I'm right here. What's uh-huh. up? Where we going? What we doing? Uh-huh. So I, I fuck with Bro, once they start walking and start talking, that crying start cutting way, yeah, cut way. way. They cut way back on that he, crying he when he they can actually just go yeah, get it. He certainly got a whole lot of shit to say. He just got to figure out words. When he starts to, bro, when your niggas start talking to you and y'all start having conversations, nah, ooh, wait, nah, that's buddy. my guy. I fuck with him. Hard body. You gonna fuck around and start loving that nigga or something, bro. Some <laughs> ill shit. Ain't that shit bro, crazy? I've been having, I, love has been weaponized against me here lately because I know I came on here a couple of weeks ago and told you like, oh, you know, now I got to kind of fill in some gaps and do the cheerleader mm, dad thing a mm. little bit because, you know, my wife is busy and. You know, I came in here and tried to give my misogynistic take and like, oh, you know, I think she should be taking her even though she took Jaden to soccer. Well, you know, put my foot in my mouth and all of that Ooh. shit. But the more I've been taking her, I honestly say like the more I've been kind of enjoying it, I've been getting like over my whole awkward dad in the corner thing. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of getting a little bit more involved and they're used to seeing me at the practices now. So it's not nearly as awkward as it. Bro, I've even had some of the homies that listen to this check in with me. Like shout out to Kev, Idaho Kev hit me up like, hey bro, is everything all right with Chile practice? Sailor Dan hit me up like, I'm good bro. now. Should have started a roll. Do you know the only odd thing or the only thing that I deem weird about when I take my daughter to gymnastics on Tuesdays? What's that? When you go in, like you say, you, you go in and there's like a, essentially it's like the the waiting area, you know what I'm saying? But it's like a big area and there's like a, a table across the front, like with the glasses just so you can see what the kids are doing. And it goes across like the whole front of the gym and there's like doors, you know, every so often for the kids to go in and out of and shit. But like when I get there, bro, I usually get there maybe like 10 minutes before class start and like Usually the parent, you know, it's people sitting in the chairs, but they waiting for their kids to come out. But like, usually all the classes are done at five minutes before the hour. That way the next class can start right at the top of the hour. Gotcha. So once that five minutes hit and kids start coming out and parents start getting up out of seats, bro, like I don't look around or wait around for a chair. I don't give a fuck if you came with three babies 
and your whole entire family. Like once a chair comes available, I'm going to sit down with me and mine, bro. And I'm not like giving the courtesy check to see if anybody else needs a seat. Like anybody with more, I suggest more kids need these chairs. Yeah, like no, I don't get. Or like I don't. I think some people think it's like. They need to wait for a second. Like, no, bro. Like, I literally be on the vault and I look for people who look <laughs> like they getting up, bro. And like, if they get, I will, I will go, I will hit they six if they coming up. Like, if they walking towards me, I'm like, yeah, let's go around on they six. That way, as soon as they getting up and pushing their chair, and I'm essentially pulling that motherfucker right in back out. <laughs> God, and I'm sitting down. I don't give a fuck what nobody got to say about it. I'm, I'm sitting down. These chairs are here to sit. I'm not just going to leave them open. I'm not going to do the 10-second free-for-all to see if anybody else wants to get to them. No, it's open. I'm going there. Like, bro, I sit down when chairs still be warm, and that's a problem almost a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You probably need to give it a few ticks, bro, if you're still feeling like adversary ass sweat is not what you want to be feeling. Warm chairs are not fun if you don't know the person, certainly. No, 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 I hate it, bro. If I I feel the warmth from you when I sit down, like, I'm immediately turned down. Um... So I feel like my love for our daughter is being used against me, kind of weaponized in a sense, because like I told you, we've been taking her, you know, been doing my part to try to help take her to practice. I ain't been taking her to all of them. I ain't going to sit here and lie on, 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 on record and say I'm taking her to all of them, but I'm taking her to the ones that I need to take her to. And last week she had her first cheer competition, right? Like the routine that they've been practicing this whole time, they finally had to put it on display and shit. And it, you know, you hear about competition. I got homeboys and shit whose daughters was in cheer. So I've heard about like, you know, you go out of town sometimes, you go to the games and shit, you got competition here and there, you work hard toward it, you see how you do. So I kind of heard about it, but I didn't know what it all entailed. So like Donovan had to uh, be up in Albuquerque for a pre-scheduled engagement. And I was like, she was like, well, she'll probably, you know, miss cheer unless a competition unless you want to take her. And I was like, well, of course I'll go ahead and take her. No big deal. I'll fill in on this. But it was an all-day just me and Cam at cheer competition thing. And when I tell you, you we were scheduled to be at the venue at 8 a.m. In the closing ceremony, I think it was like 345. I was about to say this. I'm gonna deduce that you had never been to a cheer competition a day. I've never done this before. Like not I I think I went one time in support of another homie's kid. And then when you go in support of somebody else's kid, you can just show up when they say that that team is supposed to perform. You don't gotta fucking be there to drop the kid off. I had to be there for the whole day this time. And it was just like you take the kids, you make sure they got their uniforms on and their snacks in their bag. And you tell them like five times, don't pee on yourself. If you need to go pee, make sure you tell your coach, drop them off with the coach. And you stand like in the freezing cold for two hours before they even open up the venue to let the parents in. Cause you can't drop your parents off and then go get a pancake breakfast and come back <laughs> to see your kid perform. Like you got to fucking stay on site in case something happens. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that's what dads think, um, but the moms will certainly yeah, well, drop their asses wild, off man. and they will go 20 miles away and you'll be like, what the we fuck? We be back. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> we be back. No, like, again, that's, All their graham crackers are in there. Yeah, that's that Murphy's Law dad shit. Dad's be like, no, if I walk away, something happens. Like, <laughs> they be like, happen. yeah, she lives. Yeah, they watch. be like, yeah, nigga, she lives. Like, my dude, you be like, God, well, I be got women. Women make it feel so simple sometimes. You be like, all right, goddamn it, oh, fuck yeah. it. It can never be that simple, but I, I'll tell you fucking, so they had the competition and everything, and I tried to make myself as comfortable as possible to participate, and like, they wanted you to like, they asked the parents to make signs and shit for their cheer girls and stuff, I guess they get extra points for the participation <laughs> of the parents and shit like that, and I'm like, well, you got to make a sign, because you don't want to let your kid down and make them think that you're the only parent that don't love their kid and shit like that, so when I get into the venue, dog, when I tell you it was swarms of people in this mm-hmm. fucking venue for this cheer competition. Yes, it was so fucking 
thick in there. Like it was in the, is this novice? I'm going to say novice or intermediate. The section that Cameron's team is in, there was seven teams in just that category. And then you got like the tiny tots and then you got like the big girls cheer, but there was seven different teams in the fucking category that Cameron's team was in. So I'm looking around at all these parents that are clearly more seasoned than me. Like they got, you know, they're fuck, they're bringing in their igloo with all their Capri Suns packed in it. And they got chairs with the backs to them and umbrellas. And they already know how to do this shit. Man, you just- I don't have none of this shit. I got cash in my wallet. <laughs> I got $50 bills in my wallet and a fucking poster board. That's all I got. So I'm fucking sitting in there and I'm waiting. And this fucking thing is taking forever, bro. There's, there's, National anthem after national anthem, and there's practice after practice, and all this shit going on. I'm trying to keep my eye on my baby, and she's having a blast. Like mm-hmm. she actually likes cheer competition, and so we're we're going through this, and the teams are doing their performance, and I'm watching teams, and I'm like, man, these motherfuckers really got their shit together. Like their set pieces are fucking awesome. They got dry ice coming out of buckets and <laughs> all these expensive costumes and they're doing these dance routines. Every little girl knows how to do a backhand, twisty handspring and shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we ain't practice hard yeah, enough for none of this none shit, of bro. Yeah. Like, this, Bro, I, I know Cameron can't do a tuck and roll because we've helped her try to do something <laughs> and she can't. You know what I mean? So I'm watching all these great fucking teams like just get ready to clean up and I'm just like, Okay, this is fine because that's not really what it's about. Cameron's having a good time. I'm having a good time. That's all that really matters. So, you know, Cameron's team is finally up to perform. This is like five hours into everything, <laughs> right? So they get out there. I didn't know that I gave a fuck until I saw my baby out there on the mat in front of hundreds of people standing there waiting on the music cue with her hands to her side in a perfectly straight line. My heart that's, started pounding that's just, that's just so fucking That's just start. That's just it. Pew. My nigga said, what? <laughs> Swear to God. Swear to God. Nigga, all I could hear in my head was think, 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 the link, think, think. Knees are heavy, palms are sweaty. I'm like, oh shit, nigga's oh, going down. Man. I did not know I gave a fuck how good she did until them lights went off, bro. So the lights fucking go off. They start into their cheer, right? The music cuts on. Three seconds into the music cutting cutting on and them starting their cheer, the music cuts off. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a cheer competition. Dead silence. Dead silence. All the girls stand and look around. And then the fucking, uh, the MC gets in the mic. I'm sorry, there seems to be a delay with the music right now. Uh, we're going to give the girls a couple right. seconds to reset. That's right. And I was like, oh my God, what does that mean? Like, Because I saw another reset happen, but the girls had messed up. Yeah. And when the girls mess up, they don't let them start over. They're like, well, you have to pick up where you left off if you mess up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ooh. Part of me was like, damn, I'm sad for them little girls. They really worked hard. And then part of me was like, fuck yeah, bro. That yeah. might disqualify them because this team was really good. <laughs> <laughs> that team would have beat us, bro. Mm-hmm. So I'm fucking, when the, when the music went off on our girls, I'm like, fuck, they got to start over. I'm like, oh, well, hopefully this means like, you know, they'll show them a little sympathy and shit because, you know, they fucked up. Mm-hmm. So they get through that routine. They actually did really good and shit like that. But man, there was some fucking teams that was fucking, they were flipping and tumbling and throwing the girls in the air and shit and all of that. So after all the girls got done with their routines, it's like a 30 minute intermission where the judges and shit like have to tally up all the scores Mm -hmm. and the girls get to do a little dance break and all the girls take to the dance floor and dance and have a good time. And when they was eating their snacks, I was telling Cameron like, you did a good job, baby daddy. So proud of you. And I'm like, you know, she was like, is it time to go home yet? Because I saw she give a fuck about it. It's like, is it time to go home and chill? I was like, no, baby. Like, we got to wait for the scores to come out and see how you guys did. And I was like, but don't worry. 
If you had a good uh, time, daddy's proud of you. You worked hard all month to get this routine down. You killed it, baby. You did a great job. She's like, I did. I'm like, yeah, baby, you did a great job. And I was like, you know, if y'all don't get a trophy, no big deal. I don't know if they give participation trophies at this thing or not. And I ain't want to be the parent to ask, like, oh, is she going to get a ribbon or something? Because these <laughs> other teams clearly have it together. So is she going to go home with something? But I ain't want to ask because I also – kind of why I brought it up because I know my stance on things is like, I'm kind of anti-participation trophy. Like I want first, second, and third to get a trophy. And if you didn't get a trophy, you work harder next time mm-hmm. and build a hard foundation and right. learn how to take rejection and all of that shit. I believed in all of that until the lights went off and that music cut on. And I was like, they better give my baby something. She worked hard. Like they better <laughs> fucking give her some fucking Chuck E. Cheese tokens or something. Like it's funny how all that shit kind of went out the window as soon as I saw her like really working her ass off on that stage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they better fucking give my baby something for doing this shit. If she's in eighth place, they better give her an eighth place risen. Something, something. goddammit. Yeah, so it's very weird how all that shit changes when it's your baby and it's not just the idea that you have anymore, right? Like, this is your baby that has makeup on her face and her little fucking stockings ripped because she needs to look like a zombie. Yeah. It's it's crazy how quick that shit changes. And the fact that you know that your kid don't know nothing plays a part in all of this. Like, yo, you little no-knowledge-having-ass little motherfucker. You just out there doing what people telling you to do, being happy and cute. Mm -hmm. Like, I love love this for you at your young age before the world beats you down. Enjoy it all. Yeah, and it changes this for you. Yeah. I love it. And, that, and that's what I wanted. I was like, you know what? We're not going to put too much weight into the like, are y'all going to win? Are you getting a trophy? What does all this mean? Like, are you having fun hanging with your squad mm-hmm. and dancing around with your homegirls? Yeah. And that's what matters. So then we go back in there. They all take a, you know, get on their knees and they turn the lights down. And they start like running them down from eighth place on up. Like eighth place goes to Pawake Gymnast. And like they're doing the fucking, mm-hmm. uh, we so proud of you. Yeah, we so proud of you. We so proud of you. Yeah, we so proud of you. I was like, oh, shit, that's cute. Like they fucking give props to the other teams. And, you know. They count them off one by one. Santa Fe was sixth place. I'm like, damn, Santa Fe was real fucking good. And I'm like, damn, did we fall out the bottom of the rankings? Like, how the fuck they caught our name? Said, I count one, two, Clearly, uh, we should be only, around only like six teams. or five. Yeah, it's only six, seven teams in this motherfucking <laughs> It's only six, seven teams. Bro, they get up Look to how, fourth place. Yeah. Not to bring out the Look trophy. how much faith you gave them. This nigga said, well, shit, we ain't Bro. make eighth and seventh. What the fuck happened to they, us? <laughs> they start bringing out the trophies at fourth place. Fourth place, they start bringing out kind of a nice-sized trophy. Like, Fourth place. I'm like, ooh, trophies now. Okay, they ain't said our name yet. If we get fourth place, we at least get a little trophy. trophy. I can take the pictures. Boom, boom, bam. They're like, in fourth place with the little paws. In fourth place. I'm like, that's us. That's us. We got that, bro. They ain't called our name yet. Fourth place goes Espanola. I'm like, Espanola? Espanola had the baddest fucking team on the mat. I was like... How the fuck did Espanola get fooled? I was mad for them. I was like, oh, this nigga, I threw my hands like, it's some bullshit. Yeah, at won. that point, that nigga said, now nah, I don't understand this shit. All right. Now, I don't get this okay, shit. So we fall so far that we don't even get mad. <laughs> <laughs> they called third place. Third place was like fucking, uh, I don't know. I forget who third place was. Not but Joel. then it was like two teams left. <laughs> two teams left. Then they start doing the beating on the mat thing. Uh-huh. Like, I start seeing our coaches and stuff pull their phones. I'm like, so this is me? We top two? Like, are we top two now? I'm still not quite understanding how this goes, but I see our coaches start pulling their phones out. So they pull their phones out, and then they fucking said, like, San Juan Valley with number two. It was like, this has been the closest competition we've had ever in our history of competition. The difference was only three points. They said, so in second place, 
San Tan Valley or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck it was. So when it was the other team, I'm like, well, what, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I look down at my baby. Cameron is literally staring at the ceiling with her finger in her nose. No She's shit. not paying. No <laughs> the coaches get up and start screaming and jumping up and down. The little girl that Cameron like talks to all the time starts crying. <laughs> so now Cameron is hugging the little girl. <laughs> she thinks she's sad. She thinks the little girl is sad until they bust the trophy out. Los Alamos, extreme, number one, first place. And I was like, ain't this a bitch? They a goddamn number one they extreme lie. We won this competition. Said, Y'all are lying. He said, I watched all eight <laughs> fucking teams go. He said, seen <laughs> all of them perform. We were not the best. You know how I know we weren't the best? Because my baby was in the front of the line. She's the smallest. She's got colored eyes. They put her in the front. I know we didn't win because I looked right at her. I looked Ooh. her dead in her eyes. We didn't win. Nah, and they won first place. And here's my thing. Here's my issue with this. I'm saying jokes about my baby didn't do good. Mm-hmm. My baby did great. They won first place. But here's the thing. This is a hustle. Yeah, dang, I bro. feel like they gave us first place to give us a taste of victory, and now we can't pull her out of tear anymore. I mean, yeah, now they definitely made you commit to the shit, but I'm glad you had like a full cheerleading competition experience, which is only glitz, glamour, and chaos. Like you made it oh through all all three levels. Like the chaos is that last There's part right everywhere. there. And like, I don't even want to preface this. I don't even want you to like put this on your radar, but. At some point in time in your shared competition life, you will see um, a team of special cheerleaders. Brace yourself. Like special needs? Brace yourself. This has been the Dipped in Butter program, man. We appreciate y'all listening to our show, telling other people about our show, um, being patient with our show. My name is Kat. You can check this show out each and every Tuesday wherever uh, podcasts are consumed. Intolerance is being had for people a little simple. That part. Um, yeah, it's your boy, West No Tea, and all that other shit that you know me for. Some of those things include Elmer, motherfucking goddamn young, the goddamn glue around this bitch, your player partner, PODNA, um, and Forever Young 89. Anywhere that you can search that name, it's probably me. And if it's not, then it's not me. Just fuck with me, though. Yes, sir. Like I say, each and every week, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems. And Tupac is way too dead for us to really keep up with this trial, bro. If we come on here in like six months and start really covering this trial, bro, it's probably the end of the podcast. We're probably wrapping. Yeah, no, no, no. We're not going to do that. So uh, rule number one, make sure you guys tell a friend and tell a friend. Not only about the podcast where we won't cover a Tupac murder trial, I promise you, but that at this very moment, Kanye makes me sad. You all make me happy. And rule number two, mind your motherfucking business. Yes, sir. We'll catch y'all next week. We know you want more, so come back next week and get this.